Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey, welcome. That was a little earlier than I expected. Hello, you just woke me up. It's April 20th. It's, um, <coughs> excuse me, a Tuesday. And this is what I sound like today. And chances are my sister Susan sounds the same. Let's find out. Hello. Hello. Oh, no, you sound better. That's good. <laughs> Turns out that's the Green Bay voice. <laughs> <laughs> also, one's yeah. failure to understand what time it is, is a Green Bay thing. <laughs> I, was oh, sitting, I was sitting here laughing, picturing you running around going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> No, actually, I'm sitting very quietly in uh, in our parents' old bedroom, and uh my dog's on the bed, and I'm on the little love seat here, just so you can picture me. I picture I I pictured you there already. Okay. All right, so that's where I am, and because uh, I mean I I just I don't think I could do the show lying in bed or even sitting up in bed, but that's what you do. I can see that now. So when yeah. Susan's, when Susan's on the show, she's she's in bed, right? Well, I'm I'm dressed because I've walked my dog. I've oh, done okay. all that all stuff. Right, all right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, am, I am reclining, but okay. in an upright position. Okay. Well, I don't think I could do it uh, recline, reclining. What is this? I'm seeing an email right now that... Uh, that is referencing yesterday's show and our brother, Bill. So I have to read this. Yeah. Well, why don't you, is he around? <laughs> no, he's somewhere. I think he he um, he and Mom are listening, perhaps um, ah. somewhere else in the house. And 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 Bill said, yeah, he and Bill Mom, then is already smiling because because we're talking about him. Anyway. I know, but he said. <laughs> He he came upstairs and said, "How do I get, you know, your show live?" He said, "I asked mom, and she didn't know." And I thought, "Well, right, she never listens to it." Well, no, so she they, does. If I if I set her up, okay, so they might be listening. Anyway, here's what it says, and it's from Su- another Susan in Hempfield. Uh, she says, "I'm so sorry, I missed yesterday's show." Five years ago, my daughter worked at NASA Ames, where the world's largest wind tunnel is in California. She was part of a team of engineers loaned to NASA to help work out fluid mechanic calculations and run some tests on ingenuities. That's the little helicopter that took off from Mars yesterday. Yeah. And that's what we were talking about. Okay. Um, so she was part of the calculations and uh, for um, running tests on ingenuity's blades and lift. Back then, it was just an interesting thing to mention to friends and family. And yesterday, we opened a bottle of bubbly because all her work turned into that, you know, that that extraordinary uh, thing, which most people don't get that it's extraordinary, but right, Bill right. Did. Well, it's an helicopter, big deal. Yeah, Bill did. And and so, and here it, she says, Susan says, Bill expressed mild surprise um, 
oh, this is on another subject, of the fact that Danish sailors found North, found North America, what, had been lost in history. My um, the fact to, that they had been, that Danish sailors had found North America had been lost in history, go ahead. My, my surprise was that he assumed the ship made it back to Europe. Is your brother naive or an optimist? I always thought that logic was his force. Uh-oh, Bill's going to have to respond to this. I don't even understand what she's talking about. Well, um, why, why wouldn't it have made it back? I don't know. I'm a little confused. Susan yeah. Hemfield, I'm a little confused. So, she, but on, on another point, what? Um, that uh, fluid dynamics is that that's what my... Your son does. My exactly. son does. Yes, and exactly. he also works with SpaceX. You know, I mean, yeah. not there. I mean, he is not their employee, but he goes. He gets called in to handle problems for them. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, just want to say, Bill, if you're listening, you can pick up the landline and try to explain any con confusion about this. Okay. Um, so there's that. And now here we are. Did you uh, watch? The closing arguments yesterday? No, I didn't. Um, well, I, read, I read a little bit about them. I watched the trial off and on, and I found it. I I just I just couldn't spend another day sitting there alternately crying or all outraged. So no, I I've seen enough of the trial that I and I read the closing some of the closing arguments. And I, uh, please, jury, just come back. I don't understand how they can say anything well, I, but one thing. I, don't, I feel for them. I have to tell you, yesterday when I was, I watched much of it. It was six hours. I didn't watch it all. And some of it just got numbingly, you know, yes, 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 been there, done that. You know, we know that. Yeah, we know yeah. That. Um, <clears throat> and um, I was thinking, I mean, it is. They have to know, I mean, how momentous uh, this, of course this they is, do. and that puts such pressure on them. Yeah, I mean, I'd be, I, it, it frankly will be, should be terrifying. I mean, uh, if, if uh, Wayne LaPierre needs to go floating on a sea uh, because he's afraid of a lynch mob with guns, imagine what these jurors feel like, whatever they decide there's going to be a hefty percentage of the United States very pissed at them. I was walking the dog in as this, if, as in this if neighborhood. It's an optional sort yeah. of decision. Wait a minute. You know what I mean? As if there aren't real rules. And when you're a jury, juror, it's not supposed to be, I'll do what I want. I'll do what, but I'll do what the law instructs yeah. me well, that's to do. Instructions. Well, the, the judge, by the way, I want to say, I think has been exemplary. Uh, this judge has had total control. He's been very even-handed. Um, it just strikes me as as, as really, really good. Um, but, you know, I don't understand. One of the things that the uh, defense did yesterday in closing is it constantly replayed the horror video. Uh, well, I I haven't understood. And, and I mean, I had not even did. watched. I had not even gotten ever to the point of watching the whole thing. Yeah, that's. And because yeah. I was watching the defense, how they thought that 
reminding the jurors again and again of the horror, the torturous death of, of that man. Uh, would help their case in any way. Well, I mean, if, they're, if, if their bottom line argument is that he had no intention of actually hurting him while he sat there like that, um, I thought that the prosecution did the best job when he said anyone could see that what that was was a harmful thing to do. A nine-year-old in the right, crowd yelled, everybody get did. off yeah, him. Everybody did. Everybody was saying, get off. The paramedic who came by just happened to come by. My God, get off. You know, they all had the exact same uh, reaction. Yes. And, and, and to show it again and to show his sort of nonchalance as he, uh, he never appeared to be worried or concerned about this so-called mob, which amounted to a few people standing around screaming what any human being would scream, which is don't get kill him. off. Yeah. Stop <laughs> killing that person. Anyway, I um, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, but you do know that Maxine Waters said something. Yeah, I do. Well, uh, this is the judge, the judge who I think is a smart cookie, um, had, he was appealed to immediately to declare a mistrial. Well, and he said, um, no, not going to, but... He did say this, and uh, here's what the judge said. He said to the defense attorney, I'll give you that Congresswoman Waters may have given you something on appeal that may result in this whole trial being overturned. But he was not about to do it. No, and he said it. He said that also about the shooting, you know, a couple of days ago, uh, just outside Minneapolis, that it might be grounds for an appeal because the jury was not sequestered and knew about it. Well, but that's a whole different, it's a whole different ball of wax. But what he's saying is, yeah, there's, 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 there are proper avenues to take these, these consequences of my, my decisions. So what Waters said, by the way, was, um, you, we've got to stay in the street and demand justice. We've got, and if Chauvin's acquitted, we've got to get more confrontational. Now, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that has anything to do with no, anything. No, but no, but she, it's not, it's not helpful. Of course it's not. Maxine frequently isn't helpful, but you know what? If I'm what Maxine and I'm a woman of her age at this point, living through what she's living through again and again and again, I might just lose patience myself. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's hard to understand in any way, sense, or, you know, uh, white people get to say whatever they want with no consequences, clearly. Um, I, I want to, um, again, quote what the judge said. I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case, especially in a matter that is disrespectful to the rule of law and right. to the judicial branch and our function. I think if they want to give their opinions, they should do so in a respectful and in a manner that is consistent with their oath to the Constitution, to respect a co-equal branch of government. Their failure to do so is abhorrent, I think. 
but I don't think it's prejudiced us with additional material that would prejudice this jury. And then he went on to say, anyway, a congresswoman's opinion really doesn't matter a whole lot, which, which, is, yeah, real. which is true. Yeah. And again, I don't, you know, I don't necessarily think that takes into account the whole of of the experience of Maxine's life. And I think that that's asking for, you know, that particular person to behave far better than anybody around her has for decades now. Yeah. And, well, you know, the rule and the last thing I'll say on this is to tell African-Americans to respect the rule of law is problematic. And we should be damn grateful they've done as good a job as they've done. And that's all I'm going to say on that matter. Gee, Suze, you got well, a burr. No, I'm serious about that. Who's been, who's. I understand. You're whose just, knee you know, is you're on whose effing neck? All right. Okay. Okay. I hear you. God. So listen. You want to get upset? You should see the video I just saw. I don't know where it came from. It's a TikTok. <laughs> I don't want to get upset. I've just been locked in my house for a week. Okay, go. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, the video is a police stop of black young men, kids. I can't quite tell the age. They're all on bicycles. And there's about six cops and looks like about three kids on bikes. And the video picks up with uh, one of them being um, arrested. And from the back and forth and what's being talked, it seems to me that what the cop is saying to one of them, I, I told you, I warned you that I think it had to do with your bike had to be registered or your bike has to be, it was some little BSE thing. Administrative form. That no white kid on a bike would ever be stopped for. And it ends with um, the one kid being handcuffed and put under arrest in a squad car with the others being told to, you know, back off or you'll be arrested too. I don't know where it's from, somewhere in this great land of ours, but well, that's the whole thing with, I mean, did God. did you know that, that people were getting pulled over for having those Christmas tree pine scents no. hanging off their rearview no. mirrors? No. No. Well, yeah, that's what they're being chased down and, uh, yeah, murdered then. and murdered for. Or a, well, I've often said I didn't have a, you know, I, I was driving around with a light out on my car uh, for some time, I think. And of course, never got stopped. And my son, when driving the car, got stopped. Right. That's the way that works. Yep. And anybody who doesn't understand that white people get a pass over and over and over and over and over again, and all these little piddling, as you said, administrative kind of things, that do not have to involve police with guns and people being handcuffed. This needs to stop. It needs to, this should not be something a police officer involves 
themselves no, with. This, this is the probable, this is the whole point. As long as that Christmas tree is hanging there, they've got probable cause. And then they can, you know, see what else well, is afoot. If they smell marijuana or they, you know, see evidence of, you know, anything just in sight. You know, it, so it's, it's a, it's probable cause to see what the hell else is going along. And it is the very definition of driving while of what? color. Yeah. So let's, as you said, uh, I don't know if you said this. No, no. So are you angry now? I mean, it did. No, no, no. I, I mean, of course, I'm always angry. I just sometimes, it's, you know, it's, it's early for me. And yeah, I, I, I know. don't it's have just, a belly it just, full of bile yet. But when the judge that you have just praised is being even-handed and fair, and I agree with you, he's done a fine job of running this particular trial, goes further and starts to admonish people in a way that I think is showing his basic lack of understanding of the experience that I think he should understand by now. Well, he very well may, but that's just not exactly where he, he's coming from his specific. Do I mean, I don't know exactly what you're saying that he said that was what, that he dared to question um, a black congresswoman's ability. Telling to her speak. to have respect for the rule of law. Well, I think he would have said that. To, uh, well, well, I think you're being a little. Uh, I'm just I'm just touchy. saying one should take judicial notice of the fact that because the I don't blame him yeah. for, you know, we see we see that this whole idea of co-equal branches of government is starting to tatter. Well, I understand that he's protecting his turf. Yeah. Uh, But what I'm suggesting is that the rule of law has so clearly not been administered fairly, or he wouldn't be presiding over this particular trial. (laughs) Bree from Malaysia writes, hi, Lynn. I think the jury may come back with guilty for second degree manslaughter. I'm not, I can't remember what all the charges are. And I think there will be rioting and others will be injured or worse. I don't know. We'll see. It is a lose-lose situation and the media will feed off it. Well, okay. I can't disagree with that. I don't know if it's going to be a lose-lose situation. We'll we'll see. I think we'll see. Slowly, Let's see what they slowly, slowly, more and more white Americans are waking up. Not to get into woke territory, are seeing things that they didn't really see before, and I I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, if we could. It, it, it's hard for most of us not to see quite plainly that we live a different life. That's right. Yeah, that is, that is right. And so when we get up and sing that old Woody Guthrie, this land is your land, this land is my land. If you're a black person, um, you aren't choking on those words. Or no, I was just choking uh, in general. Because of my singing? No, no, because oh, it's choking. spring. I was actually oh, choking. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> because it's spring and it's snowing. Is it snowing there? Yeah, it was snowing when I walked the dog. Oh, no. It's spring. So, um, wait a minute. I had something. I am. I'm a little less. 
Did you did you did you um, um, peruse the Green Bay Press Gazette for material this morning? No, I didn't bother. <laughs> there's nothing in it. Well, there's there's nothing in it. Sometimes there's interesting stuff in it. Okay. Well, I no, I did not. I I, I was left to you know my 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 phone and uh, the the internet, um, but. Did, oh, speaking of uh, still staying in Minnesota and uh, and looking at, I have been un, just sort of confused by these protests and the police response to them um, in uh, the the suburb uh, where the second the the, the air freshener. Uh, killing yeah. happened right? right so they apparently have the national guard they got the yeah minnesota guard they got the state police i don't know if they have the national guard they have the state police they have this jurisdiction that jurisdiction and these guys are what just i mean it goes without saying we hear you know these terms flash bangs and this and that and, and it just looks like you know like warfare every night yeah. i'm wondering why what is what is it's because the they learned absolutely nothing from that, uh from, yeah. from so, uh Michael Brown and Ferguson. Well and and I mean here again with the Chauvin trial happening uh, literally around the corner what do the what does it take for these police to rethink to to think not even rethink it's not apparent they're thinking anything to rethink how they deal with citizens rightfully and sometimes loudly with in large groups expressing their rage yeah why do they think that that merits them harming those people and in this one instance of what happened to this um this cnn producer Oh, when they went after the photo for the journalists? Oh, my God. No. So, yeah. First, they just come for the black protesters. Then they come for the journalists covering. The well, black they were protesters. black journalists. Let's be clear. No, this one that I want to talk about was not black, but she was not white. She was um, of Asian extraction. Uh, very, very American. A respected producer at CNN and um, she was manhandled and arrested. She had done nothing. She was attempting to follow the orders that the police were screaming. Right. They were kettling them. They were kettling them and that's what they do. And then they arrest you when you, when they put you in a position where you can't follow the orders. You can't. You're stuck. So I'm telling you, was, they, they're following the Ferguson playbook, and it's amazing to me. Well, she was thrown to the ground um, and arrested and hauled off to jail, where she was searched, um, where, as she's, uh, you know, some woman stuck her finger down her bra and up her and down her pants and all this kind of stuff. And what was her, of course, she was, she had done nothing. But in the course of all of this, one of the cops 
who had her on the ground and was uh, and was putting uh, handcuffs on her or those zip ties on her, said to her, do you speak English? <laughs> you know, because she's not white. Right. Now, for all I know, her people have been in this country longer than whatever the cops. Than his people. Been. Right. You don't. Her no. people might have built the railroad. Exactly. So she got, you know, CNN got her out of there um, after a few a few hours. But this is why a whole bunch of press organizations have written this long, long seven page letter yeah. to the governor. And detailing all of this stuff that's going on. If the world's eyes are in Minnesota right now, what the hell are the the police and governmental people doing? It's like we have to sit the police down and explain to them. I mean, they don't under, I I don't know. No, I don't know. What a stupid thing to say. Well, you didn't say it. You stopped yourself. I did. Although Margaret is in a, bilious mood today because all she wrote is amen susan but it wasn't that last thing i know okay jeez so i (laughs) okay well this is us just sitting waiting you know the year of the years of i just feel like every day for so long now has been sitting around waiting for something terrible, terrible to happen. And, and, and I have not been disappointed, not once. Well, let's hope, let's hope you are. I don't think I can, I don't think I can handle, uh, I, I know I can't handle Chauvin. No, no, they're going to come back with the guilty of something. I think so. What guilty it is. Yeah. I, uh, there's, it's inconceivable. Uh, that they would do anything other than that. Um, but it's just a matter of, w- of what they find him guilty of. Um, so that part I'm not all that anxious about. But I did, I did, uh, I did build my, I sent you a picture. I built my Chicago punching bag yesterday. Yes, I see. It's very, it looks very nice. Yeah, it was harder. It was hard to do. It was? It, was harder <laughs> it, had, it had like thousands of little pieces that you had to bolt together. First, you have to fill it up, the base. First, you fill the base up. And then and then you got to stuff that bag, which, of course, is just big enough to close. <laughs> you stuff the bag with what? Well, it comes half stuffed. It's, it's a series right. of circle um, styrofoam and, and, uh, oh, okay. and soft stuff. pads that go in the bottom. Okay. Um, Around you know, goal. you had said that you spent, uh, you know, it seems like this last year we spent all this time just waiting in a state of, you know, anxiety and, 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 and tension. And the New York Times has a, uh, has a long piece today on, um, on saying that, yes, that it has been the, the state that, millions of us have felt, um, you know, just having trouble getting out of bed, just having, you know, not really wanting, as they put it, muddling through your days, um, a sense of stagnation, um, 
looking at your life through a foggy windshield. And, 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 you know, what do you call that? You could say to somebody, well, you're depressed. And they'll say, no, I'm, I'm not depressed. I'm just, well, it turns out there is a psychological term for it. And it's um, languishing. Yeah, languishing, biding my time. I was going to say what, biding your time? I'm biding my time. <clears throat> yeah. Because I'm doing this for Mike if he's listening because he just goes berserk if I sing. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, languishing. And yeah. they say in psychology, if there's a spectrum for one's mental health uh, in between depression, depression and flourishing, which I guess is what we aim for, to be flourishing. You say flourishing or flourishing? I say flourishing. flourishing. Okay. In between that is this thing called languishing. Well, there isn't. I mean, there isn't any. I I protest. There's got to be something that's normal and not and not negative in between flourishing and depression. And languishing is not that whole thing. Okay, Um, but if you've been just generally, uh, yeah, feeling. They say languishing is the neglected middle child of mental health. It is the absence of uh, well-being. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I agree with, I I think languishing is is probably a a pretty good um, uh, definition of what people that have been totally alone during this period are doing. I mean, well, I totally, yeah, I agree. That's the way I've felt. I mean, I'm just getting through my days. I feel like I, I felt like I wasn't really, I was living, but But I felt you weren't alive. I didn't feel like I was living my life. Right. 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 And, and just being in having another person in the home with you, um, it mitigates that somewhat, but then you can still languish with two people in the house, which mother and I did quite effectively. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Language. But at the same language. time, you know, somebody asked uh, me if, you know, the next time I were in Green Bay, whether I wanted to have lunch. And I, you know, thought, nah, I'm not going anywhere yet. Uh-uh. I don't know uh, when that feeling ends. You know, I don't want to go to a restaurant yet. I just don't. I've been to two. And I happily go to another. Um, uh, I felt fine. Doing okay. It. I, I I don't I don't know. Although I well you know whatever. I just felt like damn it I'm going to a restaurant okay. And I expected to feel more joy at doing something that I and and I didn't. I have to tell you I didn't. The, no, you the just sort felt of like, like you were at a restaurant. Well, at least yeah. you didn't feel anxious. No, I, I I can't say I felt um, anguish. Atla- Atla- Ang- anxiety. <laughs> there we go. Anxiety. There we okay. go. Okay. Oh, oh, we have a call. Or er, I'm <gasps> sorry. Thank I'm, God. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw that. Forgive me. Hello. Good morning. How are you two doing? Well, that we. Was- Geez, what are you doing? Languishing? See, that sounds yeah, like yeah. a languishing. Yeah, that was, that was definitely, we have a languished caller on the line. Hi, that was, that, That's doing? a great word. That's a great word because I never, I couldn't describe myself. I, I, it's better than saying depressed. 
Yeah, because it's not you're not quite depressed. I, don't know I mean, maybe you are, but yeah, languishing is what you've been doing. Yeah, I, yeah, I've been languishing for about five years now, but oh well. <laughs> Uh, sorry. I have a question that I, I does anybody think that this jury should have been sequestered? I mean, I, for God's sake, of course it's going to get lots of press coverage. I don't want them looking at all the. Yeah, they're told the not to not to look, or and I don't know how you enforce that if they're not sequestered. I don't know. They're sequestered now, but. Well, once they begin deliberations, all juries. Are, yeah, um, but I'm just, I, you know, I, yeah, I would have thought that if any jury should be, yeah. But, but in, bubble, and let me point. suggest that. But it also so makes them much, crazy. It no, makes them there crazy. Was, there was so much already out there that yeah. I don't know what you would hope to accomplish by sequestering. Um, this had been covered. That's why they didn't bother to move the trial. Where are you going to go? Right. Uh, so, uh, you know, sequestering is to keep them from seeing information that they might not otherwise get presented to them. It was already out there. And if you watch the trial, there was nothing that anybody saw that they did. Well, there were a few little things where there was the some, judge didn't. There were some sidebars that if you were watching on TV, you got some information that the jury was had been asked to leave the room, blah, 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 blah. Right, right, right. There was that, a little bit of that kind of stuff. But, you know, look, no matter what, this verdict will be appealed. Well, well, I, that's what I guess I'm getting at is like, you know, they're going to look at the, what Maxine Wal Walters' statement and just say and use every excuse they can to well, do sure, that. Well, sure, because that's what you do. And, and, and that's what's upsetting to me because, yeah, you just he would, could have taken that away as wonderful as you said the judge has been, and I'm not saying it has been. I do think that you try to. I would imagine, as a judge, you would try to do everything in your power to prevent a mistrial, and by letting not sequestering them, you're opening that door a little wider. Am, am I correct in saying that, or am I just well, totally off base? You are, but you're also. I mean, you have to think you. It, 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 the the law does not allow you to just um, you know it, you have to respect the jurors too. Let's just put it that way. And now how it, long has this been going on? Has it been about six weeks with the trial? I'm trying to figure it's, out. It's not been six weeks yet, but it's been several weeks. Um, and it's if, been at least three. I yeah, think. and if and um, you know the first juror gets sequestered, what you know a week longer than all the others? You know, it's just. Um, you can't make it so it, terrible a process to be a juror that that a, a jury comes in all aggravated and mad to begin with. You know, so I understand the judge very carefully weighing um, what one would gain from that process and deciding that it was illusory at best. You know, so stop and think of those poor people right now, right now, as we speak. They are in some room, these 12 strangers, and they know the whole world is waiting. And they've got to, I, I can't imagine. I have never, I've never had the experience of being on a jury for anything. Um, and it must be so weighty 
in a normal uh, situation if you're a you know if you're a serious person. Um, and I just my heart goes out to them. It does. It really does, because you don't know what the dynamics are. I keep, you know, flashing on that great movie, 12 Angry Men. You don't know what the dynamics are between uh, this personality and that personality, which will emerge during the negotiations that they have and who who they decide will lead them through it. Who's the foreman and who I don't know. I There's feel also so. the possibility that they're going to go right through the evidence and not have any issues at all because they think it's clear. Oh, well, in our dreams. Well, if you're talking about the 12 12 angry men, um, do you think that you can get a a group of people, like 12 people, who could actually be swayed? I mean, that was Hollywood. But does that exist anymore? Sure. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. If so, I mean, and I, I said, if this so jury entrenched. is, at least if they're honorable people, yes. And I also think. And I think uh, the foreman can make a huge difference. You know, it, 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 it's like any other uh, thing where 12 people have to cooperate. If they have a good leader at the at the head of the process, it it um, it, it can be a very interesting thing. I've, you know. If they avoid, you know you know, going at each other, but just attempt to talk rationally as opposed to what they have learned from being members of this culture. Um, they could, they could do this. I God help them. I just, I know my heart goes out to them. It really does. So listen, Roger, you just got to languish, languish. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. If, if let's say, you know, you got 11 people on board, and then you just got one person who's just said, nope, nope, nope. And after, you know, it's what that would be considered a hung jury. Yeah. Say. Would, is, is there any um, punishment if one of the jurors says, well, we nailed the son of a bitch, but Joe Smith wouldn't go there. And that's, and he's the problem here. Is there any, are, are jurors like. Yeah, they can be held or, in, they can, they can be held in contempt of court. Okay, I was curious about that because yeah. that 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 would concern me because there's a lot of safety issues like like Lynn was saying like I feel bad for them too. Yeah, um, yeah, I um, no, I think that yeah, there are there are there's protocol and 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 punishments available for people. If that, you believe in it, pray for them. Pray mm-hmm. that they will reach a just verdict. Okay. okay. All right. Well. All right. Well. Have a drink and languish. Goodbye, God Almighty. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. I hope it's coffee. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's take it with a grain of salt is what my guess is. Okay, wait. I'm trying to. Okay, got it. Um, I haven't talked at all. Oh, actually, wait. Let's do this because I find this wondrous. No, I don't. (laughs) Why did I say that? Let's look at this um, column that was uh, written by a 
conservative, what used to be a conservative, you know, like a, the people. Like, we, like, like, like the, the like the 1950s kind of conservative. That well, we, even I got to tell you, even <laughs> 1970s, I don't know, Joe yeah, Goldberg, yeah. he, yeah. you know, he's a, he wrote for the yeah, 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 yeah. National he, Review, I think. Right. He still he still manages to irritate me. But go ahead. OK, but he no. Uh, wow. He goes after this, this loathsome just doesn't rise to the uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, this Gosar. And they're, uh, you know, they're already, you know, running away from this wonderful idea they had of the America First Caucus. Um, And boy, does he, does he. Representing Anglo-Saxons everywhere. Yes. I mean, for, for, well, he says they're just such idiots that, first of all, they don't even understand that um, if if they want, which is what their their thing said, that we were to um, uh, pattern ourselves after Anglo-Saxon uh, governance. He said, what the hell are they talking about? That, that was a monarchy. The Anglo-Saxons, they, those were kings. Well, they go right. calling a bill. They were the, their their rule of law was was set forth in Nordic sagas, <laughs> and out of that grew Anglo-Saxon stuff. Well, he said, you know, the most enduring Anglo-Saxon political institution was monarchy, which was pretty much what you know was the case uh, everywhere. Um, bill, Bill, you don't want to. Talk, you know, Bill just walked in. He doesn't want to. Um, so he says this, and I, I loved it. He talks about them immediately, like uh, trying to back away from it when even their own, like Kevin McCarthy, jumped all over him. And um, and he quotes Green, who said, "The scum and liars in the media are calling me racist." By taking something out of context. Oh, yeah, right. And then he says this. Ignorance is often the author of cowardice. If Green and her fellow travelers seriously believed in anything, they would know how to defend their claims. I mean, they back away right away. They, They don't stand and fight because, as he puts it, they surrender because they cannot defend anything because they really don't understand anything. They don't know what they're saying. No, they don't know what they're saying. They are just dealing in the hashtags and the bumper stickers and, you know, trying to do what they know how to do, which is create anxiety and rage and rabble rouse. And well, I saw somebody saying, you know, the Republican party and, and these guys, do not have any principles. They have none. They they are simply a um, a, a I don't want to call them an organization. They're a fundraising operation. They're a fundraising and they, raising and they raise money off of creating this kind of rage in in their in their base. And it doesn't. Have- and the whole underpinning is racism. Come on, I mean, there's yeah. the, the, the over the overarching. There's only one policy, and the policy is white folks are superior to all else. 
Yeah. That's that's their only policy. God almighty. Well. And it's just, you know, and we got to stop dressing it up. I mean, they sure as hell aren't dressing it up. So why should we sit around and try and clean it up for them? They are trying to create the Ku Klux Klan party. Yeah, that is what it is. Um, and they're doing a hell of a job. And they're doing a real good job because uh, because nobody is just calling them who they are. Well, while Maxine Waters might have been a, a you know spoken a little you know whatever in in an incendiary manner, Tucker Carlson Barbara sends me this uh, last night on his show. Um, he said. He accused the media of lynching Chauvin. Oh, yeah. Isn't that something? Well, you know, that's what bullies do. Well, he might be the most vile. Well, it's hard. You can't in this. No, 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 no. You just can't. You can't even start ranking him. Um, His thing that I never got around to talking about um, about where he's actively now promoting um, the white replacement theory. Well, oh, you yeah. Know, the cla- he's actually promoting yep. it on his show. Yep. Um, here, let me, for those of you who might have missed it, I will quote what he said. The Democratic, did he really say ick party? The Democratic Party is trying to replace the current electorate, the voters now casting ballots with new people, more obedient voters from the third world. But they become hysterical because that's because that's what's happening, actually. It's true. He says they become, if, if you call it out, what he's saying is we become hysterical. Every time they import, listen to this, that's us. Every time they import a new voter, I become disenfranchised. First of all, I mean, it, uh, how do, uh, it takes years for these people, these to, people, people to become voters, to be, right? To become citizens. Exactly. Second right. of all, every year a bunch of folks die, yeah. and they get replaced with a bunch of folks that turned eighteen. We got nothing to do with that. That's how the system works. I, you know, this, this is just, it, I, this is what I'm saying. Why are we discussing this? This is pure racism sold undressed up as pure racism, and it appeals to pure racists. And we should not be dressing it up in any way. That's all it is. Well, you have Fox News now just classically now becoming this, um, fascist propaganda yeah and it's not news it is now just full-blown uh brainwashing and it has been for some time maybe can bring them down maybe you know i don't i don't think it's going to happen and they're not going to stop and it's it's really frightening i mean it's rare the anti-defamation league actually called on um yeah canceling them please (laughs) please stop this this is this is we know where this 
replacement theory stuff and what you guys are trying to do ends. We know where this ends. Well, what and were they, said, what were they chanting in threshold? Yeah. When a major news network uh, pretends that this isn't important, this has deadly significance. What were they chanting in Char in Charlottesville? The Jews will not replace us. The the thing that people, I mean, anyone who knows replace anytime they start talking replacement, um, that if you follow the thread back, it's the Jews um, who control everything. Um, are orchestrating this replacement. The, the, the Jews that died in Pittsburgh at, Tree of, at the Tree of Life massacre were killed because of replacement theory. The guy who shot them um, specifically targeted that synagogue because it had, um, it had lifted up the work of an immigrant organization uh, that was helping immigrants in this country. And he, all he had to see is here are the Jews and they're helping these people, these brown people who are going to replace us. And he went in and took care of it. This is exactly how it works. And that you can have Fox News still just doing this. Um, night after night after night. I always used to, when I was talking about the First Amendment, I would always add an adjective in front of it. I would say pesky, uh, a pesky First Amendment, because it does allow. It allows for hateful, the speech. It allows hateful speech. It allows this no noxious speech. Well, and the ACLU will go to the mat to defend it. Tell me. Yeah. Uh, Cost the ACLU a lot of supporters, but it is the fact that you have to allow speech that you don't Well, like. because, look, the First Amendment, it's easy to say, oh, yeah, I'm for free speech, as long as whatever is being said as long as you is agree something with I agree whatever. with. Right. Right. You know, if you really believe in free speech, if you will, as Susan said, go to the mat to protect the speech that you absolutely do not agree with. And I reach a point where when <laughs> I was when I was asked to, to serve on the on the state board of the ACLU, I told the guy, I said, you know, um, I've been a supporter, but. I'm not a hundred percent supporter. I there are things that the ACLU does that I just want to tear my hair out. And he said, "Do you support us like seventy percent of the time?" I said, "Oh, sure." He said, "Perfect." Yeah, they, you know, they realize that I cannot be um, as as totally fervent about uh, that First Amendment protection as Right, as but, but the, first of all, the ACLU doesn't win every time. And second of all, Hall, um, the, the, our First Amendment rights are not unfettered, uh, 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 nor should our Second Amendment rights 
be such. But our First Amendment definitely are not. And that's right. what Tucker that's Carlson is running yeah. is is running up against, whether he is, you know, yelling fire, yelling fire, theater. whether he is getting people murdered right. with his talk. Right. Well, it's pretty hard, though, to draw that line. But as I said, you could draw that line from what he's spouting directly to the death of those Jews in Pittsburgh. I mean, that's one line I you can draw just from what we know of where that guy he he posted why he did it. Right. Why he did it. He was going after those Jews who were helping replace white Americans. Yeah, I don't know. So let's go to a different kind of carnage that doesn't involve us. Okay. Just just to make things a little lighter. Um there's was a story uh that I read today which really did boil my blood, but um I found it interesting because I didn't know anything about this. It has to do you know, what's that new show that everybody seemingly loves and I haven't even watched? Uh, oh, Stanley Tucci on uh, CNN. On yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it either. His, yeah, his food show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this uh, this story is, uh, let's say, datelined Rome, but but it's from a smaller city uh, up in the in the north that I'd never heard of. And I'll find it in a little bit. I'm just scrolling around here. Uh, Brescia, B-R-E-S-C-I-A. And Italian police were alerted to um, the fact that there were about 20 people who in violation of the coronavirus restrictions were holed up in a, um, a a government building, a local government building, and uh, and doing this cookout, they were eating, and this was not, you know, something you were allowed to do with that many people. So the cops came in, and looking a little closer, they saw that an entire platter had been pushed under the table. As the guests were saying, everything is here within regulations. We have our mask on, we are distancing. But the cops found this large pan. And you know what was in it? No. (laughs) Oh, God. Dogs? No. Just a whole ton of fried songbirds. Oh. Some protected species. Oh, God, what is Some globally threatened. And the guy who was holding the lunch said, a delicacy. Turns out, this section of Italy just loves to fry up some songbirds. They do. <laughs> they do. 
it's smack where this is is in the middle of one of the largest migration routes for finches, thrushes, blackbirds of all kinds. And this is something cultural for centuries. Hunters there have laid traps for these birds trying to get to their, you know, to their summer or winter uh, grounds. They laid traps in bushes, on tree branches. They shoot them out of the sky. And they end up on a plate next to, you know, a bunch of polenta. Well, okay, now wait. Um, it is the most dangerous kill zone for many songbirds. It is figured that hundreds of thousands are hunted and consumed every year in this one little section of Italy. They, they say 5 million protected birds are shot dead every year, but one-fifth of them are killed along this coastline of northern uh, of, of, of Europe and the, and the Caucasus and this particular place. Who knew? Did you know? No, I had no idea. Okay, well, last week they had a hearing for a local man. This is a whole other case in this same place. Well, what had, happened to those people? Well, they got arrested, but I don't know yet. So that story's still breaking. A local man who had, they found 788 dead songbirds in his freezer. Robins are sold illegally for three to five euros to restaurants. And listen to this, the robins are appreciated especially for their thin bills, which are considered edible. They like Ugh. crunching on the bills. Ugh. Ugh. I'm just, do you, who ever heard of this? Well, people eat different things in different parts of the world, you know. I but mean, these are people under, in India are the we eat cows. I know, but there is a crisis, as we know, of these animals are disappearing left and right. And these are many of the birds that they found. Some are called bramblings. That is a totally endangered bird. Um. Jeez. And the guy who was arrested, the guy who's, this was, uh, you know, his party, he said, I am saving a Brescian tradition. I did it in the name of the Brescian spit, which is a typical dish made of skewered slices of pork, chicken, rabbit, and songbirds. <laughs> And a particular finch, the chaffinch, with its distinctive tart taste, which this guy said I had not savored for 10 years. I want to kill these people and stick them on a spit. I do. And the only thing that he said he was sorry for, I am sorry, he said, 
that I have offended all of the restaurant owners because we did this, you know, we should have helped them stay open and we did this ourselves. And then he says, I just don't understand this. Chickens are birds. Well, he's got a point. No, but they're raised specifically to be eaten. Poor chickens. But can you imagine? It's table laden with all these beautiful, beautiful birds fried. I wonder if Stanley Tucci will uh, do a little piece on that. Nah, that's not what he does. What does he do? I think he eats stuff. Well, yeah. So why doesn't he go and eat that? Because maybe he shares your horror. <laughs> I don't understand your train of thought. Okay. All right. Well, all right. All right. I think we're out of time. Okay. Well, enjoy yourself. Yeah. I'm well, yeah. enjoy the snow. Yeah. You aren't going to get any? I guess I don't not. think so. Oh, oh nice. So. They said okay. there might be a flurry or two, and it, it is chilly, to say the least, but uh, no. It'll warm up again in a couple yeah. of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I know uh, Pittsburgh is heading into into some well whatever i got going this system, here this system is heading over there right <laughs> right it's and actually it is cold it's pretty much south of us too i mean you know so the the, the heavy snow is as it has been all winter is going to be further south it's weird huh yeah weird it's global warming for you okay okay we're done thanks Suze. i hope you wait and yeah, soon. me too, me too, me too. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye, guys. See you tomorrow. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.